Welcome to Line Check, the music podcast between two best friends and bandmates where we discuss the industry and all the things that are making us sad. With, <laughs> <laughs> with me this week, as every week, is Fiona Liddell. Say hi, Fiona Liddell. Hi. This week we're going to be discussing our top 10 uh, independent single releases of 2020. We're going to round up the year with five of our favorites each, and we're going to be having a little chat about them and what we think about them and praising the artists that so deserve it. Praise be to the artists. Praise be. Praise be. Yeah. 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 One, two. I think we're live. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. So this week we're going to be discussing our top 10 uh, indie single releases of 2020. Fiona, would you like to start us off? We're g- we've got five each. We're going to take it in turns. Uh, sure, yeah. Do you want to hit us with one of your favorite single releases this year? Ooh, okay. I'm going to go for Peachstone first, I think, Indoor Foxes. Um, I'd, yeah, it's one of the ones that I first heard it. And I think I listened to it once. I thought that was pretty cool, whatever. And then it's one of the ones you wake up to the next day and you hear the riff again, like, and I was like, what is that? Is that from the Inbetweeners? Is that from an advert? What is that song? I completely like, you know, when it gets in your head, like, I have to hear it again, but I have absolutely no recollection of what the song was called, who it was by, anything. And then eventually I found it again. I think that just the joy of finding the thing that I completely (laughs) forgot. But it was still in my head. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know. And since then, it's been one of the ones I've just kept on repeat, like again and again and again, mainly because of her voice, to be honest, or like in the bridge bit where it slides up and there's that that, tear in the voice. It's brilliant. Very fresh. <laughs> and then the build after the bridge as well, where it's just the same line over and over again with more and more harmonies layered mm-hmm. over it. And then like, yeah, everything getting layered back on top of each other again. I just think it's a really well-constructed song. And the fact she did it all herself. She's 18, Jack. <sighs> the coin's 18. I know. <laughs> Boy, do I feel great about myself now. <laughs> Woo, I love being almost a decade older than that and sitting with you. Um, <laughs> Thanks. You would have did weight um, around my ankle, Jack. <laughs> but yeah, she's only just turned 18 and she does it all from her bedroom as well. Um, I just think that's all, yeah, super impressive. And yeah, best of luck to her. Yeah, I mean, like on, on, on listening to it, I presumed that it was a full band. A band, So yeah. I guess that's really a testament to to her production and Yeah, and like that's what I thought arranging. when I heard it as well. I have a feeling mm-hmm. that... Um, one of our trademark phrases this episode is probably going to be, yeah, really great production. Because I know. <laughs> it's oh, such an all-encompassing term, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It is. But it is. I, I really enjoy pointing out like what studio recorded what or what like who mastered a song. Mm. So I feel like they don't really get enough of a shout-out. Um, so I, like, I quite like doing that with uh, shout-out Saturdays and stuff. So I feel like great production is absolutely something that we should be praising. It mm. may be a repeated thing, but it's relevant. Because if the song it comes in and like... I don't know, the vocals don't quite sit right or the guitar is mm-hmm. slightly out of time. It just, it grinds my gears. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Not that I'm the a best producer in the world, but it just grinds my gears. DJ Philadel on the mix. <laughs> Would you record this with an SM46 <laughs> in a shoe? I don't know. Very good. I put myself in the shoe to record the vocals, yes. <laughs> and I put myself through a line six and then I played that through a mobile and then into... <laughs> I really like the sort oh, of natural distressor sound you get on the drums. Yeah, I put it through a lane six. 
I was having a chat with oh, um, with our friend uh-huh. Sam Bidgood, a uh, fellow musician oh, and yes. drum teacher, the other day. Future get down drummer. Damn straight. Um, and uh, he recently was... featured in the Skinny's top releases of 2020. Very good. Um, I know everything. And he was. We were talking about production and how I suppose the trends have have changed and and what yeah what you're tr- what um you're trying to get from each production I guess because. Mm-hmm. He hates Imagine Dragons, right? With with a, oh, what? With well, an... to be fair, I'm not a huge fan, <laughs> but I think their music is good. Like, <laughs> he, he just, I wouldn't go and see them. He but... just sat down and was like, "Imagine Here, Dragons." Dragon. <laughs> They're just the product of a focus group. Yeah, well, I, I, I compl- mean, he's not wrong. Oh there, yeah, I completely get honest. it, and I agree. Um, I understand that. I think his frustration is more that you know that it's very trendy to have really sort of like trashy distressed sounding big drums especially in indie right now and it's like it's spending instead of recording them in your garage as original indie (laughs) and stuff like the strokes and whatever was um you go to you now go to like a really really high class studio and then they just crush them there yeah pretty much yeah can you make this sound really shitty officially yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) instead of recording weird trends like that whenever i'm doing anything with neil production wise and like i put on a song i'm like i want to think this sort of thing in it and he's like no because everyone's doing that and i'm okay okay we're not doing that then so neil is a complete anti-trend basically (laughs) we're not having it audible everyone does that it was like i wanted like a pause or something at one point and he was like no because everyone's doing pauses and i was like okay right (laughs) There's Just, more nothing. Is than it maybe music. there's a reason? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, he's weird like that. He's like, if everyone's doing it, he's not gonna do it. Basically, that is very chat. that is the pitbull or like stubborn dog mentality <laughs> that is Neil, and I love that. Yeah, about him. it very much is. Like, yeah, nah. and that's why we create really weird, different stuff. I guess mm. I didn't notice the other day he builds all his own sense like from the ground up. I thought he did what. <laughs> what Muggins over here would do and just sort of pick ooh I like the sound of flavour synth or whatever and just yeah my first synth dot lab my first synth <laughs> I thought that's what was going on but no he built them all which I thought was pretty cool circuit bending yeah just yeah circuit bending with Neil Ray that'd be a podcast I'd listen to oh yeah and then realise oh this is really boring <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm, I hate Ableton right okay <laughs> this enough, is not going to work for me What did you think of the song? I really, really liked it. I think the yeah. the guitar was the main. Obviously, as a guitarist, it was the main thing that um, yeah caught me. And it's it's really nice, sort of like major E seventh scene. It's quite chorusy. Um, mm-hmm. It's very it's it's very I suppose indie. Like I associate typical indie bands with like you know mm-hmm. we have two guitarists with telecasters <laughs> and they wear leather yeah. jackets and they use very analog <laughs> effects, but everything's yeah. super digital and. And stuff like that, but but it, it really lends itself to it very naturally, uh, and I think mm-hmm. it, it fits well within the genre without, it's I suppose, cool sound, copy yeah. and pasting itself over everything else. Oh it's yeah, really well it's done. definitely a bit different from like I don't know the Cooks. I'm just gonna go back to my regular reference. <laughs> the Cooks, um, but she's got her own kind of unique spin on it, I think, and that's why it's stuck in my head a bit more than hmm. a lot of the other um, like rock songs I get, or like rock band or guitar led songs I've heard this year. This one sticks out a fair bit more, hmm. and it's just probably because it sounds a bit more unique. Very fair, cool. The production question mark? But yeah, 
that's one of my top five for the year. It's cool. Peach Stone by Indoor Foxes. Nice. So I guess we'll go with one wow, of mine. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's what I'm imagining happening. <laughs> so one of my first go-to ones um, for this year is a very late edition in 2020, but nonetheless... Um, so good. Um, Sleeping on your own by Hugh <laughs> Kelly. We we featured it. Oh, here we go again. We here we go, here we again. go again, guys. We've already featured it as one of our as one of our intro, intro and outro songs, songs. but mm-hmm. that really stands out to me. I must say, most of the songs that we, for me at least, that I've picked um, out of my five have been have been the ones that have the most um, catchy impact for me. The ones that I've mm-hmm. had stuck in my head and I've found myself singing like still yeah. a week after i heard it for the first time um yeah. and this just has that factor in spades um so yeah Peach stones the same for me actually mm. yeah you're yeah. right yeah sleeping your on your own Ugh. yeah but yeah and hugh kelly's just a super nice guy yeah he's he's, he's <laughs> lovely. super talented and, really um, and the fact that again is another one who's done it all in lockdown just well, on his own yeah, as well all his own. which is really impressive because i yeah i i know like well obviously this isn't a visual thing but i've like soundproofed a room and stuff but i can't play drums guitar and bass for my own track you joking you could it's completely without of it's completely out with my abilities i think so anyone who does that is super impressive i think there are there are parts of production that i'm still i guess um working out working out and figuring out i think drums for me are the things that i've practiced less in like like programming or producing like i've taken some drum lessons and i i'm I wouldn't call myself a As drummer. I. It did not go well, no. <laughs> but um, with Bitcoin, actually. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, when it was just starting out. No, I've I've taken mm-hmm. some drum lessons and I I, I did a grade five piece one time. Um, so I'm. Was it take five? It's always take five. No. That's... <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I, I remember doing a fair bit of drums, but programming them um is something that i use ableton and that's it's it's a daw that has been essentially made for making electronic music so it's very it's meant to be very intuitive but because i've not done much of it programming it still seems a bit more alien and confusing to me than just trying to play it out like if if i had if i had space for an electronic kit maybe i'd get that and try and play (laughs) it to put it in so i could actually get how i want it to feel in and then take it from there but I, that's that's a step that i definitely want to take more more time to to grow in in the new year in the new year it's all coming in 2021 jack's gonna play drums i'm gonna play or program all drums. of it i'm jacob collie <laughs> Woo! so uh, th- th- this next track has got a uh, 47 harmonies in it and it's a, a negative b flat minor <laughs> it's actually in 2221 why is he mickey mouse <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on here <laughs> Anyway, here's a little bit of sleeping on your own. (laughs) Okay, I can just program different voices to do drums instead. That's fine. That's fine. There you go. (laughs) Could be some kind of strange hi-hat. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sleeping on your own. It's it's one that I wanted to pick for my I bagsied it. Sorry. You bagsied it. Bagsy is low. Um, Yeah. It's just one that, yep, it just, it keeps getting stuck in your head and you keep going, I'm going to stick that on again. So it just comes on again. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. And the vocals are fantastic. Ugh. The string section I really love mm. coming in the bridge. I think it's gorgeous. Just the little decoration vocals in the intro that sort of yeah, bookend the... it and come back at the yeah. I really it really just bookends love it the, really nicely. The lyrics as well. And this is something yep. that I think maybe I listen out for or is more of a 
not a critical you definitely thing. listen to lyrics more than i do yeah. so i'm just like ah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> i don't take them in it's really weird i just don't take lyrics in really fair enough but like one of the lines i can't help you be alone oh it just does it for me it's like nice damn straight you damn straight damn straight it's like your mother we should be So another one of mine is Wolves by a singer called Lise, which is L-Y-Y-S. She's actually from, weird for me, she's not Scottish. She's from South London. Hmm. Um, and she's only got a few things on um, Spoofy, Spotify, but Wolves. I first heard Wolves on, um, you know, Luke Barstool Music? Yes. UK podcast, Luke Barstool. Is it Barstool UK? It's Barstool, Barstool UK. UK? Barstool UK. I heard it on his podcast um, straight after Graceless. Hmm. Gotta keep that self plug in. Very good. Um, and I just had to go find it. I don't know. It just had something. The the vocals, like loads of really nice harmonies, which is always just a, an immediate thing for me. I'm mm-hmm. just like, yep, I love it. But some of it was singing and just the very minimal production and just the really nice, just it's super simple. Like it's not a particularly complicated song at all, but just the very simple, just driving drums and just a little ring with a guitar. Mm. For some reason, it just works. And it's another one that I kept thinking about and just putting on repeat again and again. And for some reason, it, it moves me mm. as well, which is a kind of a rare thing for a stone cold Steve Austin character like myself. <laughs> just a song that Steve <laughs> Very good. Sorry. But yeah, a song that can get me to do something emotionally is um a bit more of a rarity. You made I'm me older, feel I guess. You <laughs> made me feel song. least top five. What the, what's wrong with that oh, no, criteria? It's, it's You're just... like, oh yeah, it's catchy. Mine's it made me feel something. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking the piss out of, out of, like out of the choice because that is just more that like, hmm, this has been one of the five times this year I felt something. <laughs> Well, also that probably, other than the crushing stress of oh, yes. a crumbling industry. Yeah, it made me feel something other than that, so mm. something, I guess. Um, but yeah, what did you think of this one? I really, really liked it. I think one of the things Yay! that immediately hooked me in is just the the big synthy bass wub-wub. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ooh. Yeah, love it. Like, <laughs> if, if I remember correctly, it starts without that. Um, mm-hmm. And then when it when it sort of like sinks in and there's drums and the, mm-hmm. the wub-wub, I was like, okay, right, I'm yeah. locked into this now. Yeah, I think that she drops everything out and there's this like acapella singing harmony mm. moment and then it all comes in. I think that just works really well. It's like, you ready? Oh, you ready? Here it is. <laughs> nice <laughs> production very good I really feel like the production was uh, the thing that said. <laughs> uh, but no I really like Lisa's stuff I've listened to her other uh, couple of songs as well and they're also really good but Wolves was the first one I heard so it's the one mm. I'm going to put on my list of list of stuff and things I really really um, like the artwork as well it's very minimal yeah. and it, it does it for me aesthetically of course it does you love dark things dark minimal things hi I'm dark minimal <laughs> Hi, I'm Dark Venom. I'm a level 42 <laughs> elven mage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Wolves by Lease is my um, second one of... There's no order to this, by the way. We're not rating them. They're just our five favourite songs of the year. So mm. there's no rating system, really. Um, but Wolves by Lease is one of mine. Very good. I love- 
I guess the next one of mine um, <laughs> is this is the thing I'd, I'd I'd seen the name kicking around quite a bit but I hadn't heard um, Vukovi until it was on Scott's Wahey um, and it's it's slow by Vukovi um, and I guess I was just taken aback at how aggressive it was but I didn't expect to like hear really huge drums and like seven string guitars absolutely uh, insane amount of yes yeah, and yeah, drums and everything exactly. in that like amidst like i think the songs that sandwiched them were maybe like quite light folk singer songwriter yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah um, it's such an interesting variation on that show it's yeah, great he plays such a wide variety that yeah it stood out and i went hang on like hold the phone as a man who <laughs> loves his lamb of god and grew up listening to metallica in in like I, the yeah, first couple fair, of years of high school yeah. Because um, when you suggested it's one of your top songs, I was like, it's too loud. So <laughs> well, production-wise, it's actually as loud as the rest of them. It's just oh, more well, aggressive. Ah, uh, the joys of compression. Um, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go back to your influences and why you like uh, well, this song. Less about me and more about it. It's just, it's just the main thing, I suppose, that really hooked me in is um, uh, I hear a lot of Evanescence in it. Yes, actually, yes. It reminds me of like... Evanescence slash Pendulum. Mm, it's like Ev- if Evanescence you know I mean? and Pendulum had like a one night stand with the Doom soundtrack, <laughs> you know, and I love that because like I do like the Doom soundtrack a lot. The yeah, yeah. The, the breakdown um, mm-hmm. in in this song is like I'm an absolute sucker for a half time breakdown. Oh, uh, huge chunky guitars and like really <laughs> really punchy like riffy drums like playing riffs yeah. on drums is wild i was surprised to find out that they were a duo when i was hearing the song because it just seems like there's like so many instruments happening and so mm. many sounds happening i'm just surprised it's just the two of them but like mm. yeah well i think and we're debating i think a drummer as well who we think is martin johnston but we could be wrong <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure like the arrangement i think would have been four people because there's guitarist yes. bass vocals drums and i know that the vocalist also does synth Ah, oh, okay. There you go. Um, yeah. So I think it would have been recorded as a four, but I think the guitarist yeah. and the vocalist worked like right together as a duo. It's, oh, okay. it's not usually the kind of music that I would seek out and listen to, but it's uh-huh. it's stuck in me. I think just because it's so ear, yeah. so punchy and the yeah. huge riff, uh, like vo- vocal hook, and then just with the quite juxtapositioning you know it's like yeah <laughs> real punchy but also really really like smooth vocals in the sense just add a lot to it so i think yeah i definitely find myself going back to that um uh-huh. especially for the breakdown um and yeah. it was being stuck in my head uh it was stuck in my head for a long time afterwards um so mm-hmm. that's 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 it on the list for me that's it. That's it. They're on that list that's for on me. That list Getting for me wheelbarrow for Kobe. It's in you, my list. Give him exactly what Look he wanted. Look at the laser, you. <laughs> <laughs> the plays on Spotify. Yeah, it's definitely catchy. I love the um, the hugeness of it all. I really mm. do. I think the production has just made turned into this huge track. It's the track I could hear it as like you know like an anime um introduction song, yes. like a theme song. I could hear it like that. I love with like people flying around with swords and stuff. I love how anime thing. intros are like. Yeah. 160% and so like yeah. yeah here we go that's what it is and then the outro is just like, really like looking softly through like a, a rain speckled <laughs> <Just> window <laughs> and there's like a yeah. couple of pictures of like plants. like an evanescence <laughs> video yeah <laughs> that's where I could picture it probably more than anywhere else it's Very probably fair. either an anime intro or like remember people used to do YouTube like 
compilation videos to like Buffy or something. Very I fair. could probably fit quite well with that too. Or like in a in like a a hard boss fight of like yes, a PlayStation. Yeah, a hard game. boss fight, persona or something. Yeah. yeah. Very good. And someone just put a compilation together of that. Yeah, that's where that's where it would go. Cool. So another one of yours. Let's do let's do 1989. Yes. 1989 by Kevin Daniel Kyle. I think is one of my favorite ones I've found this year, just in general. That I'm going to come back to year mm. after year. I think it's an instrumental track, so a bit not odd, but like it might not be everyone's cup of tea. But I really dig the sort of weird film noir detective vibe of this one. It even made you cooler because now you've started using dig as a as a. <laughs> I started using dig as a term. Um, I just yeah, yeah really that I was chatting. I, I featured that dig that jam player. Um, I d- <laughs> dig that tasty jive. God, I uh, I put it in one of my shout out Saturday shows and reviewed it on there. Um, a while back now and the band like Kevin and, and the musicians he used were just all super lovely about it as well Um, and they were really happy that it was featured and stuff so that made me even more endeared by the mm. whole um thing Um, and actually, there's so much going on it I love how it builds quite nice and slowly and then mm. I think there's like a slightly climactic bit about three minutes through and then there's the saxophone solo that just kind of fades away and the whole thing just kind of falls Falls away like a like a a silky dream. Thank you, like a silky dream. Like <laughs> I was trying to like remember what I said on the show, but I can't remember. It was something like that. It's just a really good like a journey. Basically, mm. it's a good musical journey. I think this one, even if there is no vocals, I think they say all they need to say mm. with the instrumentation on this one. And yeah, it's just really cool. It's just a really cool track. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's all I can say. I think it's so cool. I think it's also interesting as well how. If you have an actual interaction with mm-hmm. the artists, the artists, and and they come across as like really endearing, it can it can oh, yeah. marry you to the track a little more, right? Where- it certainly did. I loved it before, but then once uh, once we started chatting and getting to know each other a little, like not we're not massive pals, we're not getting married next year, but you know that just a little a bit, bit of, of interaction. <laughs> Since I'm already married, um, just a little bit of interaction, positive positivity, support, and stuff, and just yeah, he was actually he was gonna send me a tape, I think, of um Sweet. the the series of songs that 1989 is part of. So I'm awaiting that in the in the old Royal Mail around Christmas time. So it's, it's definitely gonna arrive. Twenty thirty five, and we'll get the um, not enough postage was paid for this. Oh, you need no, to pay three fifty, or we're holding tax. it hostage. Yeah bloody post um but yeah so he was nice enough to even send me that so i think yeah that's really married me to just anything he puts out he's got a christmas song out right now actually oh, which i really like too um i think it's a cover of the first noel which is a charity song i think so if you like this one it's totally different it's mm. completely um different it's obviously very christmassy very light very beautiful sounding christmas cover um but this is yeah, this, 1989 is is cool af as the kids are saying or they were saying <laughs> About ten years after I was a kid, <laughs> like when 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 you sent it to me, I thought, "Hang yeah. on, feet, you can't just use huge, like huge artists and huge oh, yeah. budget songs uh-huh. as your yeah. favorite indie tracks because yeah. we'll realize that there's been like millions of pounds behind 
pushing it <laughs> to all sorts of radio stations. But when I realized that he was the same yeah. sort of level that we're um, releasing tracks, I was like, yeah. oh, damn. Okay, yeah, this is special. Um, yeah, yeah, it's I, really I special. really, really liked it. It's super, super chilled it out. It sounds expensive and it sounds mm. like polished. It sounds like, yeah, there was like, it's some kind of musical marketing genius behind it, but no, it's just a, it's just a really well crafted track, mm. and again, great production. <laughs> <laughs> I think if anything, this year has been really good at highlighting a lot of um, musicians' mm. abilities to self produce, um, and it's even made if me it's try and get much better at it, certainly, yeah, yeah. And even if it's not a thing that that you necessarily do much now, it it's um it's something that has been drawn to everyone's attention because studios were closed for for the longest time and to be able to still make and release music to do it yourself kind of opens up a new sort of world and i think i'm sort of in that process just now because i'm Mm -hmm. planning out the next couple of releases that i want to do um and coincidentally i'll be bringing out a new track at the end of february um which is ages away don't plug it yet come on i'm not gonna plug it yet but my point is (laughs) that that was already in the mix but now i'm starting to think about what i'm going to do after that um, yes, and I definitely want to try and work on my self production and see what I can yeah. achieve myself. Um, just because when you when you look at how many good songs have been released this year that are just people in their bedrooms and stuff, oh, totally, and it's insane. Yeah, the things that you can do without it sounding necessarily like a bedroom recording, but still being bedroom. Yeah, don't record it straight into your laptop like you did when you were nine. But <laughs> I didn't have a laptop when I was nine. I was still playing. In oh dirt. wow, I was paid clearly. <laughs> Well, I started singing when I was one and I grew up in the hood, so I had to fend for myself. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, no, don't bring that back. Uh, right. So, yeah, that was 1989. That was another one of my favorite tracks of the year. So I guess if, if we're going to go back to me, then I might keep on on trend with this whole outro sax solo thing. Um, this next song is Feel No Pain by Thomas Byrne. This is a song that um, I found basically within a community of um, artists that I'm part of on Facebook, um, just a, a, a group um, through a course that I've been taking. And I was asking for, for people's links because I wanted to hear more and see what everyone had out there. Uh, and he sent me a link to mm-hmm. this, and it's oh, it's very tasty. It's it's one of these songs that, that within the first two seconds, I'm in. It's, You're in. It's yeah. just huge <laughs> synthy bass, big drums. It's like it's mm-hmm. a fairly simple riff yeah. and, and beat. It's it's quite repetitive. It doesn't in change that sense. too, much, it doesn't change but, too yeah. much, but it does what it does really well. And I think oh yeah, just the. So, oh wow, okay, that kind of factor. Um, mm-hmm. Really, it's got the right vibe to hook you in. Yeah, it, it, it made it for me. And I think it's a bop. Like, would you call it a bop? I would call it a I'd textbook it a bop. bop. A textbook bop. <laughs> I mean, his next live poster. It's, it's got a textbook bop. It's got a Thomas lot of. <laughs> it's got a lot of bounce in it, and sort of like the bass line, and then it goes to just this really cool sax solo towards the end, just a sax second mm. hook. Um, and and that sort of really ticked the box because it, I never really like I love jazz and I love funk and I love blues and this is sort of like a mixture of the two of oh, the mixture of the three can't count. Uh, good okay. job I'm not yeah. a jazz guitarist couldn't count. Way. Uh, um, 
but yeah i think i don't usually seek that sort of stuff out but yeah. when i'm presented it i go oh yeah like i remember just how much i, I remember how I, much like I really stuff, liked yeah. this um so he he definitely rocketed up to to one of my um high impression tracks of the year what, what do you think yeah. about it? I really liked it too. I thought I, the same thing as you were like in two seconds it was on. Um, I was immediately in. Um, I don't mind it doesn't change too much. There's a, a bit of a change halfway through mm. in the it sort of starts changing chords and stuff. Like it sort of layered itself fairly well up to that point. Yeah. And then the sax comes in and it indicates a slight change there. I say it reminds me of, have you heard Citrus by Russell Stewart? Yes, yeah, it reminds me of that. It's that's another a, that's a bop, bop as well. It's also a bop. Extra shout out to that as well. <laughs> um, but it reminded me a lot of that. And again, it did get stuck in my head fairly swiftly mm. after I heard it as well. So I'd say that's a worthy favorite song. Yeah. One of my five favorite song of the year contender. Very. And I'm glad you, I, can't, I thought, I generally thought you found him. Um, I thought when I heard that one, this was my version of the 1989 thing. I heard it and I was like, well, clearly this guy's got thousands of listeners yeah. and stuff. And he's huge. Not the case. He should. Yeah. But it's not the case. He's just a dude. On Twitter, just sending out his tracks. Just a dude. Just a man with a man's music. <laughs> this yeah. is a man's we should, we should world. All, with all these songs, let's try and get these guys more listeners and try and yeah, yeah hunt absolutely. them to bigger audiences because they all deserve it. Yeah, They're all really good. We deserve it too. We're like, this yeah. isn't about us. <laughs> Give us some lessons first. <laughs> Give some lessons, lads. Um, yeah, but yeah, we're the contender. Feel no pain, I think. Really, really good song. Feel no pain. Hey. No gain, yeah, feel no pain No blame, yeah, I don't want Your honesty and I don't want Your empathy and I don't need Your opinions and I don't need uh, My fourth one is No Time for Love by Luca Pisanu, which I don't know if you're going to keep this in, Jack, but when I said it, you went, Yes, very quietly in the mic. Oh, yes. And I think that's appropriate. It's another, it's a fairly like a textbook bop again, but in a completely different way. It's so chilled out mm. and groovy. It's, it's... It just makes me feel like sun on a beach sort of time. Exactly. Or like pool time. And it might, it's that kind it of might be somewhat to do with the fact that the, uh, the album artwork is essentially sun oh, yeah. on a beach. But... It's perfect. <laughs> but it's perfect it... for the song, though. Yeah, it, it, is. It, it, it is. It really I can't help but smile when I listen to it. It's just so yeah! upbeat and really, mm-hmm. really, you know, um, it's just bouncy and, and gives just you bouncy. energy. Another one, it doesn't change too much, but what it does do, it does really well with the just very subtle changes. I really love the guitar the whole mm. way through. It's like, what if you can identify the actual guitar type, I guess, or style of playing better than I can. It's very Tom Mish. There you go. It's Tom Mish. It's like, I would it's like with very that. It's Neo Mish. Soul. Yeah, um, Neil Soul sort of style yeah, of playing. Like jazzy, but also like not not so far afield that it would um, alienate pop listeners. No, not at all. Yeah, I think it's a beautifully crafted song in that regard. It's not it's just classic pop, but it's yeah, it's not far mm. off like sort of chilled out. I'm thinking like now that's what I call music 56 or something mm. <laughs> where there was just like lots of just chilled out pop songs kicking about around. The early 2000s, this would fit right in there, I think. Very fair. There's so many really tasty guitar lines in there. If you're a guitarist, yeah, there you particularly are. Just appreciate decorating that. it. Uh-huh. It's, it's like, sounds like a really well-phrased song, and all the little mm-hmm. the little nuggets that he puts in there are just so, yeah. so 
effortlessly done and really yeah, cool and, do, 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 do. and it's just not just <laughs> you going up and down the e minor pentatonic it's it's yeah there's character and there's actual it's intricate yeah phrasing in there like each 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 guitar lick has something that it's saying and it moves with the chords instead of just yeah. being like it feels like a call and response yeah, almost exactly. like lyrics guitar yeah yeah I, does, I, yeah I really really like this tune when you sent it to me i was mm-hmm. like oh okay <laughs> All right, brilliant. <laughs> All right. Um, and another thing about it is it feels kind of like, like with the whole like little guitar noodly bits and that kind of thing, the decoration, it kind of feels like a jam. I feel like I could see this live oh, totally, going for totally. about 20 minutes and I wouldn't mind. Oh, yeah. You you can, it's, it's one of these riffs where it lends itself to being played again. You know, it's, mm-hmm. have you ever come across that where it doesn't necessarily resolve? Um, mm-hmm. Like it... It does resolve, it round but, and round, yeah. but it works to just lead into the next chord and the start of it again. Yes. It just goes round and round and round. Uh, and this is, for me, one of those one of those situations where you could mm-hmm. slow it down, you could drop instruments out, someone could take a solo. Yep. It's the perfect, I suppose, jam song. Yeah, the perfect jam song, like <laughs> proving ground for any instrument, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. But it just lends That's itself basic. really well to guitar being so like jazzy and neo soul like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could totally have like a big synth solo or like a bass solo or something in this, you know? Or another sax solo. Why not? It's a theme Let's apparently. Put sax if you in put everything. here, if you put a sax in your song, it's going to be on this list next year. So we can <laughs> establish. So, yeah, uh, another one of mine um, is from... I really hope this doesn't seem like nepotism. Uh, but this one is from <laughs> our friend Rufus. Uh, this is Settle, which he released... It was November, wasn't yeah, it, was, it? It was November 27th, actually, because it came out a yeah. week after my after Jigsaw. Yes. Um, and uh, it's, oh, it is such a breath of fresh air. It's so, it's so upbeat and so bouncy, but also in a non-invasive way um yeah it's so it's so tight and this has made the list because one of the little one of the tiny little garnishings um mm-hmm. that's put in there in between i suppose the the drums and, and the main the main roads or synth is just a and it's so yep. rhythmic and tight and addictive and i can't it's get very that ben as well it's isn't it it's something he'd pick out oh, in like yeah. a apollo's thing but why well, we do this maybe we'll like it's, it's a wedding band, son. We can't. But <laughs> oh, everyone loves music. Let's just put more music yeah, they in. Do. But yeah, Let's it, put more music into the music. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it definitely permeated through my entire existence for because it was such a, a nice relaxing thing to listen to, and you go, oh, cool, sounds I can, violent. Yeah, I can put this on, <laughs> and it just grows, and it's really relaxing, yeah. and you can. There's is, there's yeah, always so much one. more to notice. There, it's like a moment of calm almost. Yeah. I think it was written about. Um, just forming healthy habits in lockdown and trying to just relax a bit more. Um, mm. And he's captured that sort of moment of still or just taking a second of reflection thing really well. Yeah, with, but not um, without lots of layers. You know, like it's it's really relaxing. Oh yeah, loads but of layers. But there's mm-hmm. so many. There are so many things to pick out and focus on that yeah. that you maybe didn't hear in the first run through. But it's really oh, yeah. really well done. It's one of the ones. It 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 benefits from a, a re- repetition. Ben, I guess. 
Hey. Hey. Um, if anyone knows it's Ben Lobbin. We're talking about <laughs> Ben Lobbin. Um, for me, it's the same. Yeah, it's one of the ones that you can listen to again and again. You notice something different every time. I think mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to say, basically. I just love how I get that stuck in my head and then I get Nirvana stuck in my head right after that. Likes to shoot his gun. Yeah, I like that as well. Shout out to Ben for apparently ripping off Shout Nirvana. Thanks, Ben. No, I didn't say that. No. It's just, it's just they share a fairly similar melody for like one bit and then mm. it's completely different songs. So Fair it's just enough. one bit and then it changes. But yeah, that that definitely made my top five because even even now I occasionally just... Just in your house. <laughs> yeah, I get that as well. I do the same thing. It's just, it's so I just like the samples as well. Yeah. Because I saw on Instagram, I think one of the vocal samples is just his like flatmate going, yeah, he sampled his flatmate coming and be like, hey, do you want to record yeah. me like as part of one of the tracks? And he was yeah. like, yeah, I'm recording this just now. So, oh, yeah. So, yeah, I like, again, it's another homegrown one, another one done entirely from a bedroom. Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. I, I think all of these different home productions are really make me want to challenge yeah. what I can do myself as well. Yes. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and it's take all this as inspiration, inspiration. Instead of yes, indeed. just crushing defeat before I've started. <laughs> let's try and avoid that let's this try. year. That's our resolution. Our New Year's resolution is let's not think we're <laughs> terrible all the time. New Year's resolution is avoid crushing defeat. <laughs> avoid self hatred. <laughs> right. Avoid self My- <laughs> Avoid self. <laughs> okay, so because of our error in organizing i'm gonna go next and then he's gonna end with the last one uh so my last one on the on the uh on the top five of my list at least is from an artist in australia that i also didn't know of. it was the same group in which i found thomas Byrne. um oh really yeah um so another one i heard i thought this person's obviously huge yeah same same what um i thought you'd really like this one because she's i do this is my favorite of yours she's a violinist um Uh and she plays she plays a lot in lots of different bands uh, if i understand correctly uh but this is her doing her own music and she released yeah um i believe it to be it's not a debut album but it's it's a full Mm -hmm. new album um around sort of september october time if i remember correctly Mm -hmm. Uh, the album's called From the Bottom of the Well. It's Zanny X-A-N-I, and it's the last mm-hmm. track on the album called Him for the Earth. And it's just so, it's so relaxing and so, it's another it one is, of these yeah. things where the melody gets stuck in my head, but there's so much there, like instrumentation mm-hmm. and arrangement wise, because she she does it all herself, I believe. Or maybe, um, I know that she, does live twitch streams and she's a violinist that uses like a yeah. pedal board so she does a, a lot loop of looping pedal? All right, okay. um, yeah. and singing and stuff as well while she's while she's playing it and mm-hmm. doing live streams um, but I guess this one I, I don't actually know it could have been all layered herself because she has that technology and she might have arranged it yep. with um, programmed drums or different instruments mm-hmm. or maybe she did it in a 
in a studio, but I absolutely love it. Production speculation. Yeah, it's 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 so <laughs> it's gorgeous. It's, yeah. It is gorgeous. Um, all the mm-hmm. violin like harmonies the and pizzicato, changes. The pizzicato, the plane, the yeah. arco, the legato. The arco, legato, the words. coligno. <laughs> um, I have a degree. Um, <laughs> I no, <don't>. it's <laughs> the violin's layered up super well, and mm. as you and I both know, recording violin is not really that easy a feat. So mm. the fact that she's managed to get loads of different styles of playing violin as well in there is really impressive to me. And the drums, actually, when you're saying that, they're the sort of like kick drum sound. Yeah. Sounds a little like when you drop a violin or you sort of just knock on the wood a bit and it goes like that. Yeah. And it has loads of reverb on it. So I feel like there's something happening there with like drums on violin. Mm, I, think I could be wrong. She definitely does loop um, sort of percussive sounds on violin yeah. to create a drum loop mm-hmm. um, in, in other songs. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm really impressed with their playing and I'm impressed with their har- harmony understanding as well. Um, and just the way, as you're saying, it's a fairly simple song, but the layers around it create this like mm. much more complex, bigger version of, of all of its parts or mm. larger than the sum of its parts, I guess is the phrase. But yeah, it's one that, it's my favorite of the ones that you've picked yeah. by far. And I'm, I'm probably biased because I'm a singer and a violinist, but you know what? It's right up my alley. What am I going to say? <laughs> exactly. Of course it is. I, th- I, thought, you, I thought you'd really like it. And yeah. the, the outro solo, I remember just just beaming listening to it. It's the same sort of feeling yeah. that I get from... from Luca Pisano. Yeah. And, and yeah. from... Rattle, Smiley uh, happy feelings. And from yeah. Rufus as well, because it's just so... Mm-hmm. It's so nice and so good. There's so much there mm-hmm. that that keeps the unfortunately critical part of my head as a as a self-hating musician. Mm-hmm. Um it keeps it happy because I go tick 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 tick. There's so much here that I really really like. That you really like, yeah. And then it's it's because I I can't reminds you I can't really write happy music, but this sounds really <laughs> well. That it's not it's not buoyant and happy in like a I guess a showy offy way, like Robbie Williams being like, "I love my life, I'm great, <laughs> yeah." But it's like you heard any Robbie Williams ever? Yeah, have you heard the song? <laughs> He's not that nuanced. <laughs> yeah, have you heard the song in which the chorus starts? My favorite. I love my life. No, I have not well. heard that one. But one of my, fa- I want to just point out my favorite Robbie Williams lyric. I think is something. Oh, what song is it? Oh no, what song is it? Bam, 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 it's, bam. It's the one that's like last something, something, something. Gonna have a piece of toast. And that's a good line. <laughs> to get to the bridge I just love how lazy that line is that's a good line to take it to the bridge very good just and then he goes into the bridge and you know and you know that my life's a mess like that and that song he wasn't enjoying his life as much and then the one you're talking about clearly he's having a great time Brilliant. so there's lots of lots of different emotional journeys going on with Robbie if, on is Robbie okay 2020 uh, is Robbie okay <laughs> If we're gonna if we're gonna sidetrack to Robbie <laughs> Williams for a second, my favorite Robbie Williams <laughs> lyric. Yes, is, what's um... your <laughs> Sorry, Zaddy, we're going on to Robbie Williams. He needs You've the listeners, he needs our support. <laughs> <laughs> you still what's doing your the music hi, Robbie? Still doing the music Robbie. <laughs> oh, that's such a shame. A shame those boys may take that didn't work out, honestly. <laughs> they were nice boys. You should talk to Gary nice more. Boys. Invite him over for their tax. <laughs> you can both dodge taxes together. <laughs> anyway. We're losing it at the end of the year. Uh, What's your favourite Robbie Williams lyric? I sit and talk to God, but he just laughs at my plans. I remember being like... Oh, you actually like that Yeah, one. I remember being yeah. like seven years old like and hearing that, that on the radio uh, in, in like on a road trip with my parents in the car. And I remember 
distinctly being like, whoa. <laughs> Little Samuel Jack. I was like, whoa, whoa dude, that's like deep. <laughs> deep, man. Like, I like oh that. God. That's kind of dark for Robbie. <laughs> and then I I'm was a songwriter. <laughs> And then, yeah, you've written a song called God, not dissimilar in lyrical content. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a more morose one. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> back to Zan. Anyway. Or back to our top, yeah, 10 songs. <laughs> Right, you ready for this? You've heard it in the intro already. Um, (laughs) My my last, you're ready for the thing you've heard already, Um, is 1927 to Helensburg Central by um, Louis Rive. I think you'll find it's 1927 Saturday service to Helensburg Central. Oh, right, I'll say it again. (laughs) 1927 Saturday service to Helensburg Central by Louis Rive is my last favourite song of 2020. Um, Louis has been a fantastic... um, I don't want to say ally, it's not a war, but like <laughs> he's been a fantastic person to talk to about building up a community around music this year since I found his music and I found him. Um, and I've just really appreciated, yeah, any chats we've had about, it could be anything, like uh, we talk a lot about how Creative Scotland are jibbing us off um, <laughs> or anything like that. Um, the song itself, though, um, aside from Lou being quite a good um, person to talk to about community spirit and music and that kind of thing, the song itself is just, it's another chameleon. It just keeps changing mm. and shifting and going through loads of different genres. And I I love a song that does that. It can't settle on one thing. It has to keep changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the subject matter is so ridiculous as well. <laughs> just like how... Because when we listened to the first time, I remember we, were, we did it for a show on Saturdays. Um, you and me did it, so why we're talking about it again? Who knows? We're repeating ourselves. It's mm. fine. Um, you were saying like lyrically, it read or it sounded a lot, even like just like spoken word, and yeah. I kind of agree with that. Yeah, I think yeah, he crams a lot into yeah this this the length of a song basically yeah. about all these characters uh, on this Saturday service and all this stuff. It's it's a, it's such an interesting journey. It reminds me a lot of no one will know this reference. There's a friend. <laughs> There's a French song about a ticket man punching holes in tickets. Um, and I can't remember. I'll look up the title of that one because it's good. Um, but he goes through a sort of weird journey where he's like, I wish everybody on this train was gorillas and I wish that I could murder everyone. I wish that I could murder myself. And it's, yeah, it's crazy. Oh man, it's the, really the good. please, guys, jacked. <laughs> <laughs> French song. I'm going to look it up. Give me two secs. What the fuck is it called? <laughs> I really hope French it's like song, French for what true. even is this? Ah, that was so good. No, it's um. I love oh, how. You, oh, that's it. Go. I love how you said Sorry? no one will get this reference. Ignores all of France <laughs> and all French-speaking <laughs> well, countries. If you look at our Spotify stats, no one's listening in France. The song's called. I'm gonna say this wrong. Le Point Connu de Lila, which means like ticket man. <laughs> Of Lila, which is obviously a little French place. Um, How yeah, eloquent. it reminds me a lot of that. It's got like sort of driving drums and that kind of thing going on, and another ticket sort man. of journey story. <laughs> ticket man, l'homme de ticket. No, l'homme de billet. That's what it would be. 
fucking away from this tangent. This is awful. Cut all that. Um, what do you think? <laughs> what did you think of the song, Jack? I really, really loved it. I mean, we spoke about it Good. on your shout out Saturdays when you had me yes. on as a guest. Um, but it's it's just so out of the norm, I think, for what I mm-hmm. usually expect of like a singer songwriter song. Um, yes. And I think there's mandolin in there. It just like really uh-huh. cuts through and adds a lot to it. And the chorus as well, just like the play is so playful and just plays around with the times. It's just like bam, 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 bam. Another halftime one. Which you love. Is it halftime though? It, all right, I don't know. I'm not, I had one drum <laughs> you lesson. You have a degree. Leave me alone. Which you lord over me all the time. I think you Only should like give me your this degree. episode so far. Hey, <laughs> your name's not the same as mine, so you can't have it. Damn. She's got me there. <laughs> got you there. Should have got a degree in law. <laughs> uh. Yep. Um, yeah, but you're right. The the drum changes make it super interesting mm. as well. It feels like almost like a train starting and stopping. <gasps> That's very um, good. Yeah, but... <laughs> another really well crafted song Mm. I think it's the perfect song to take us out of our last podcast of 2020 yeah so well thank you everyone for listening and for all your support Um, hopefully we'll be back in 2021 with with more things to say I'm sure the government will give us a plethora of things to complain about in the meantime yes I'm sure they will (laughs) having a look back at our previous episodes we're noticing a trend that the ones where we talk about sort of advice from musicians are the ones that I think people respond to the best so we're going to try and keep it in that theme a bit more going forward so it'll probably get even more niche as we go (laughs) ahead But if you're looking for advice on an independent musician, this is hopefully the podcast for you going forward. And also, if there's anything that we haven't spoken about that you'd like to hear our our hot takes on, um, (laughs) (laughs) please please do get in touch with us um, because we'd love to discuss things that maybe we haven't thought of yet. Um, Yeah, and we're just two people. We're just we're just two. We're just two brains, (laughs) two brothers, just called two brothers. Yeah, everyone's getting suggestions. Absolutely, let us know. You can find me on Instagram as Leona Fidel um, and on Facebook as Feel a Little Music and Jack where can they find you? You can find me everywhere with at Jack Hinks Music H-I-N-K-S is how you spell Hinks Hooray! Hooray. <laughs> Alright everybody have a happy holiday season and we'll see you all in 2020 yeah, Thank you very much for all the support so far and we'll be better next year <laughs> We'll be better next year Her resolution <laughs> is to be better next year <laughs> And to avoid hard stuff Understanding in the arbitrary process of getting from A to